Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Starting out on the low side, 22 to 32 degrees with a light wind. At least we have light winds and we're not windshield too much here this morning. Later today, temperatures will top out in the low to mid 50s throughout the area. Definitely the brighter part of our day will be the early morning hours versus the afternoon where you'll have cloud cover moving in and rain showers with the next weather maker. Expect rain starting about 7 p.m. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now, we are looking at 31 degrees in our nation's capital, where the time now is 12.59. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good Friday morning, 1st of March, 2024. Welcome in. I'm Dean Lane. Coming up on WTOP, a sigh of relief this morning for federal workers in the area as the Senate passes a short-term government funding bill, sending it on to the president's desk. There were some tense hours as Maryland's State House was placed on lockdown Thursday night. I'm Kate Ryan. No bond for the man accused in a chaotic chase across Maryland. He was having a mental health crisis. I'm Scott Gelman. Good morning. Welcome in. One o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Christopher Cruz. Unbearable destruction of the Texas panhandle from raging wildfire. CBS's Jason Allen is there. As the Smokehouse Creek fire raged out of control, it left a trail of destruction. It looked like Armageddon. It looked like the end of the world. It's heartbreaking, not just for me and my family, but all the other families. Scott McBroom fled his home to escape the fast-approaching flames, but when he returned, he found only ruins. Everything that we we had, personal mementos, well, I mean, everything we had. Here in the small town of Fritch, residents saw hundreds of homes burn in wildfires in 2014. Now they are seeing dozens more burn in this week's wildfires. It's the most powerful Pacific storm of the season, and it's begun barreling into the Sierra Nevada. Forecasters say it will create blizzard conditions likely to close major highways and cause power outages into the weekend. The Weather Channel's Mike Bettis. We've got a monster winter storm that's crashing in right now. Significant snow and rain as well. Some spots at high elevation could see six feet or more of snow and blizzard warnings in effect across California and Nevada. In Washington. The yeas are 77, the nays are 13, and the bill is passed. The Senate and House have approved legislation to keep the government funded. It's on the way to the president for signature now. It extends government funding to give Congress some time to work on getting a full budget passed. President Biden asked former President Trump to join him in getting border security legislation through Congress. Instead of playing policy with the issue, instead of telling members of Congress to block this legislation, join me or I'll join you. In telling the Congress to pass this bipartisan border security bill, we can do it together. Biden and Trump were both at the southern border. The actions of police in a city in the deep south are being criticized by the federal government. The police department in Lexington, Mississippi, in one of the nation's poorest counties, unconstitutionally jailed people for unpaid fines. That's the finding of a civil rights investigation by the U.S. Justice Department. Kate and Love is a community activist. I think the most important thing is galvanizing the community to want to do something about it. Federal officials found police in the majority black city failed to check whether people could afford to pay the fines before they were jailed. Jim Crisula, CBS News. Officials in New York City have cleared out a storefront in the Bronx that had been illegally converted to house dozens of tenants. They say it was run by the same person who operated one that hosted as many as 70 migrants in a furniture store in the Queens. 
City inspectors said they found 45 beds packed closely together on the first floor and basement of the building in the Bronx. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. WTOP at 103. Good Friday morning. Welcome to the new month. First of March, 2024. Glad you're with us. Mainly clear, cold this overnight early morning. Down to 24 to 34 for the actual low. It's 31 right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along for your early 1 a.m. hour ride. Topping the stories we're following for you locally. This Friday morning here on WTOP, police with guns drawn appeared at a Maryland's historic state house this week in Annapolis as the historic seat of the state government was put on lockdown Thursday night. It started around 5 o'clock, according to Bernie Bennett with Annapolis Police. He says an anonymous man called police saying he'd be in Annapolis with weapons and that he wanted to speak with someone in government. He never specified who and never specified when and where he'd be showing up. Inside committee rooms and the state house, lawmakers and reporters like Brian Sears with Maryland Matters were told to lock the doors, remain quiet and shelter in place. Sears said people started texting their loved ones. This is, you know, five, six years removed from the uh, the shooting at the Annapolis Capitol. Um, and there are a number of us who remember that day very well. That was the Capitol Gazette newspaper where five people were killed by a gunman. In this case, police scoured the state house and state office complex grounds in Annapolis. And just before 7 p.m., they declared an all clear. Governor Westmore posted on X that his family is grateful to the Capitol, State, Annapolis, and Anne Arundel County Police who secured the area. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. WTOP at 104. The man accused of using a stolen local Maryland highway help truck. And that day that he led police on a high-speed chase was apparently having a psychotic episode during that event at the time of the incident. That is the argument now from the man's lawyer, WTOP Scott Gelman was in the court to see and hear what happened. Judge Holly Reed is calling the incident one of the most extreme dangers that he's seen in the community, maybe ever. Here at Montgomery County District Court, he said that's why he's ordering Flavio Cesar Lanuza to be held without bond. Quite candidly, I think that, that might have been the reaction of many of the people in the community. But Lanuza's lawyer, Maria Mena, said he started pacing and changed his behavior in the week before the incident. She argued he was having a mental health breakdown and should be at a mental health facility. The problem today is so many people do not understand what mental health is. But prosecutors said Lanuza remains a danger to the community in part because of how he acted while driving the stolen truck. You saw him hit various cars. It was like as if a tank was hitting some of these smaller vehicles. In Rockville, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. WTOP at 106 Friday morning. We turn now to some additional details this morning and the tragic story out of Landover. Police say an 11-year-old girl's stepdad is to blame for her untimely death. We're going to get to the bottom of what actually occurred. Prince George's County Police Chief Malik Aziz says while they don't know the exact motive, what they do know is when officers arrived to the Stansbury Lane home in Landover, they found 11-year-old Malin Turks dead. Her bright future was cut tragically short by her stepfather, 38-year-old Curtis Lynch. He says Lynch also shot the girl's mother before turning the gun on himself. Lynch would die from his injuries. The mother was hospitalized in critical condition. County Executive Angela Alsobrook says this case and others show. they really growing epidemic that we're seeing once again in our community around domestic violence. This is the sixth death of the year linked to domestic violence. 
Mike Marillo, WTOP News. WTOP at 106. Here at TOP, we're also learning Friday morning some new details now about the death of a man suspected in a string of shootings and carjackings in our area last month. Body-worn camera footage from the new Carrollton Police Department that was just released shows the moments after police shot and killed him. In releasing the footage, the Maryland Attorney General's office says the two new Carrollton police officers didn't turn on their body-worn cameras until after they'd shot Artel Cunningham. You go in, shot fire, shot fire, and if you has two guns. One officer kicked two guns away from Cunningham in the parking lot. The footage does not show any officer attending to Cunningham until after another department arrived. Come on, flip them over and put them in handcuffs and then we got to work them. The lead officer from that other agency urged Cunningham, come on, man, as he began chest compressions. Cunningham died at the hospital. The AG's office says the investigation into the fatal shooting continues. Neil Oikenstein, WTLP News. And if you like, you can check out that body-worn camera footage posted at our website, WTLP.com. Good morning. Glad you're with us. Working on a nightmare. You're with WTLP and Dean Lane. Time now on WTLP is 108. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8th. And when it breaks, good morning to Ken Berger at the WTLP Traffic Center. Good morning, Dean. A couple of uh, areas of pothole patching uh, on southbound 95 down in Fredericksburg have cleared. There was one area just north of Warrington Road. That's all gone. All lanes open. Also southbound 95 near Virginia 3 Plank Road in the Fredericksburg area. That that pothole patching operation has ended. However, southbound 95 for the road work continues on the southbound side between US-1 and Woodbridge and Virginia-123 just over the Occoquan. The main lane's left lane is getting by. Not seeing any major delays because of that particular work zone, often on slowing northbound 95 because of the road work. This is pothole patching operations. Again, the central lane, right lane closed near Virginia 234 Dumfries Road. Then northbound 95 after Dale Boulevard for bridge work. Left lane, central lane are blocked. And then northbound 95 roadside maintenance after Lorton Road. This blocks the right lane, but there are no major delays with a light volume of traffic. On As you get up to the Beltway, the Springfield Interchange, and then continuing north on 395, not seeing any major activity either side of 395. No worries either side of the beltway between Springfield and the Wilson Bridge. To the west of 95, things are looking good. However, just be prepared for the inner loop between George Washington Parkway and the Legion Bridge. Right lane closed because of the road work. The WTOP newsroom is furnished by Regency Furniture. Presidential savings are still happening at Regency. Shop now and enjoy 25% off plus free delivery. Affordable never looks so good. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Under mainly clear skies and with light winds, boy, we've got a cold Friday morning here. Temperatures starting out between 22 and 32 degrees across the area. Expect a nice sunrise. Clouds late, so not quite as pretty late. And we're tracking rain showers with the next weather maker. Forecasting a high temperature of 54 degrees with rain showers starting around 7 p.m. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now, we are looking at 35 degrees to Punt Circle, 30 Germantown, 33 Annandale. We are at 31 degrees and holding in our nation's capital. Brought to you this time around on WTOP this morning by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence. Decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. 
WTOP at 110. Of course, we bring you money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Once again, here's Steve. On Thursday, we learned pending home sales fell 4.9%. Consumer spending got off to a very slow start this past January. Personal spending rose just 0.2% last month. That's the smallest increase in three months. On Wall Street, the Dow recovered nicely, was down for most of the day, but finished up 47. S&P 500 up 26. And the NASDAQ finished higher for its first record close since November of 2021, finishing up 144. Steve Dresner, WTOP News. And checking overseas this morning, Asian stocks are... If I can click here, I can tell you. Asian stocks are split this morning. The Nikkei is up this hour by 823 points. The Kospi's down almost 10. The Hang Seng is up 27. The Shanghai is down almost 3. Good morning. Glad you're with us here at WTOP. Time now is one eleven. Welcome in. Is it a good day for a stroll on the National Mall? Or better to hang on the couch with your favorite shows? Plan your day with WTOP weather updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. WTOP, Washington's top news. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Stomach cancer is often misdiagnosed as acid reflux, indigestion, or an ulcer. Because of this, most stomach cancers are found in late stages when there are little to no options left for treatment. I'm not a health care provider, just a young mother who lost her husband to this cruel disease. If you or a loved one is experiencing persistent symptoms that can be really common, such as heartburn, having trouble swallowing, or indigestion, you should seek help with a gastroenterologist as soon as possible. You can also contact nostomachforcancer.org for more information. It's Friday, March 1st. Welcome to WTOP. Glad you're with us. Time now is one twelve. This is WTOP News. You know, just a short drive north from here, the city of Baltimore has seen historic declines in homicides while the district faces record spikes. NBC4's I-Team has been investigating this and the reasons behind gun violence in the nation's capital for the last two years, actually. Some crime reduction efforts in both cities are similar. D.C. has a bigger budget and the results are not favorable. This morning, NBC4 investigative reporter Tracy Wilkins joins us with more from this investigation. First of all, in Washington, D.C., they have a larger budget that's focused on crime reduction and gun violence prevention. They have some $115 million that they use annually, according to the mayor. But in Baltimore, they have about 22 to $25 million annually, even less of D.C.'s budget that they have just towards dealing with violence reduction. Yet, our numbers went up 36% and their numbers went down 22% in 2023. The experts who we spoke with use the term resource-rich and coordination-poor when talking about the District of Columbia. And what we heard from the folks that we talked to who do this work, in fact, one consultant who works with both D.C. and Baltimore and started working in both cities at the same time, said that Baltimore is just really focused, that although they have a smaller budget and maybe 100,000 fewer people in that city, their numbers were higher than D.C.'s numbers. And in fact, they finished out the year with numbers higher than D.C.'s numbers in terms of homicides. But they had this historic cut in their numbers. It was the first time since 2015 that they ended the year with fewer than 300 people killed in Baltimore. And the way that these experts put it to us is because they were coordinating. 
And the mayor had started to do this work and focus in on it in 2021. And it just, they really started to see the effects of their work in 2023. And we talked with some of the nonprofit groups that are working with the city to coordinate. And it just is an all hands on deck approach to solving the crime problem there. Tracy, does that in Baltimore include more money for more police or is it more resources and more money for not only police, but also a variety of different programs that are community focused? It's the latter. So it's a mix of all of it. And what the mayor came up with was three pillars. That's what he called it in 2021. First of all, they wanted to treat this like a public health issue. They had community engagement and government coordination as a second pillar. And thirdly, accountability for what's working. That included including police. And one of the things that the director from the nonprofit that we focused on, it's called ROCA, and they have this really intense way of dealing with men who they consider to be at risk. And they door knock, they go and get them off the corners, and they don't stop until they can get them into their building and enrolled in their program. And one of the things that they said about this is what we had to start to do was work with police. That in addition to focusing on these young men and pouring into them, we had to coordinate with police and develop a stronger relationship with them. So everyone was on the same page and it wasn't this us versus them. I mean, there's one thing that one of our experts said that I thought was very telling. You know, I asked him, what do you think it is that Baltimore is doing that the district isn't? And he said, DC has a lot going for it. It has good community violence intervention, infrastructure, strong street outreach, strong resources, behind the kind of transformative mentorship that you need and life coaching, what it does not have is a strategy. Mm. And Baltimore City has a strategy. That's the difference. NBC4 investigative reporter Tracy Wilkins on WTOP talking with our Mark Quick look at some of the top stories we're following for you on TOP this early Friday morning. Congress steps in, kicks the threat of a government shut down the road after the Senate This week passed a stopgap funding bill, sending it on to President Biden for his signature. And President Biden and former President Trump visit the Texas-Mexico border several hundred miles apart. More on these developing stories in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Is it a good day for a stroll on the National Mall or better to hang on the couch with your favorite shows? Plan your day with WTOP weather updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. WTOP, Washington's top news. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. When traffic takes a turn for the worse, you'll hear about it first on WTOP. Northbound 95 has been shut down. Traffic updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. I heard it on WTOP. WTOP News. Facts matter. Friday morning, March 1st. Glad you're with us. Starting the new month. Time now on WTOP. one I think the weather on the 8th. Over to Ken Berger first this morning at the WTOP Traffic Center. 
thank you very much, Dean. Uh, not seeing any accidents out there on area roadways, so, so all lanes are clear in terms of accident activity. Plenty of work zones, however, uh, but uh, down in the Fredericksburg area, you had pothole patching uh, starting just north of Warrington Road, US 17, heading down to Virginia 3 or past Virginia 3 Plank Road. Uh, that pothole patching has uh, has ended. There is pothole patching, however, on southbound 95 down in Caroline County, well to the south of Fredericksburg. So be aware of that if you're heading down into the Richmond area. Southbound 95 for the road work blocks the right lane between US 1 and Woodbridge and the Occoquan. It's in the main lanes. Left lane is getting by. Northbound 95 with work zones in various locations, including near Virginia 234 Dumfries Road. That's pothole patching. Central lane right hole, uh, right lane blocked. And then northbound 95 after Dale Boulevard. The bridge work left lane, central lane closed. Northbound 95 after Lorton Road. The roadside maintenance right lane is blocked. Moving into Maryland where US 1 Rhode Island Avenue for the utility work. The right lane is blocked southbound between Bunker Hill Road and 37th Street. There's a broken water main closing the right lane on Walker Mill Road eastbound between Silver Hill Road and Addison Road south. Also St. Barnabas Road, various lanes blocked in either direction because of the work zone between Silver Hill Road and Maryland 210. At the Bay Bridge, eastbound span is shut down tonight. Two-way operations on the westbound span, not seeing any delays in either direction. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. And let's check that forecast with Veronica this morning. Under mainly clear skies, a cold start for you, 22 to 32 degrees this morning. Temperatures will top out between 50 and 55 degrees. Clouds on the increase and rain showers will show up around 7 p.m. Expect some moderate, even heavy rain at times late at night, overnight, before the sun comes up Saturday. Showers, however, will linger probably up until noon to 2 p.m. on Saturday. Then we'll dry out. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. We're at 31 degrees in Alexandria, 39 pin quarter, 29 in Columbia this 1 a.m. hour on your Friday morning. And we are now looking at 31 degrees and holding in our nation's capital. Brought to you this time around this morning on WTOP by Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber. Heating and air. And coming up this half hour. Beer bottles, ladders, what state highway crews see and pick up along the roadways. I'm Kate Ryan. Stay up to date with WTOP News and 7 News First Alert Weather. My name is Ariel. When I arrived in the U.S. at 19, I struggled to find job opportunities without my high school diploma. My entire life changed when I took a chance and got my high school diploma at age 22. Everything I have, my education, my career, my marriage, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and my teachers. They were with me every step of the way, helping with my English and math, making sure I push through all the challenges. Ariel, your success proves that what I'm doing as a teacher has real meaning. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. Education was the key that unlocked all my opportunities. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. It's Friday, March 1st. Thanks for starting the new month with us here at WTLP. Glad you're with us. It's 122 in the morning. You're listening to WTOP News. Hey, sunshine. Now to the countdown to cherry blossom season this morning. We now have here at WTOP the projected dates for this year's peak bloom of the cherry trees 
on the Tidal Basin. I won't waste any time. Here are the dates. March 23rd through March 26th. Jeff Reinbold, superintendent of the National Mall for the National Park Service, calls determining the dates a great puzzle. Every year, we take different pieces of data, such as long-term forecasts, historical records, and the appearance of the trees. And this year was particularly puzzling, he says, because it was the warmest January on record. Regardless of when the blossoms are open, we have a full month of flowers and festivities. The National Cherry Blossom Festival includes a parade and a kite festival and a kickoff party and lots more. It begins March 20th. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. And the festival runs through April 14th. When people toss trash along the highway, someone... Somebody has to pick it up. WTOP's Kate Ryan joins one crew that does the job. Kerry Moat hates seeing trash along the roadway just like you do. He's a 13-year veteran of the Maryland State Highway Administration's road crews. They don't often catch people in the act. But we've gotten calls from customers saying they see people doing stuff, illegally dumping and stuff like that. Moat says safety is among the first priorities. I was handed a high-visibility vest before walking with the crews along 370 near the intercounty connector. We have um, cones, channelizing devices. We have advanced warning sign to help us keep Aside from asking everyone to keep litter in its place, Moat's message to drivers? To slow down, move over, and be patient. And he says, yes, it does feel good to get a hunk and a thumbs up from passing drivers. In Gaithersburg, Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Have you heard about this? The IRS apparently plans to go after 125,000 high-income earners who did not file tax returns going back to 2017. Millionaire tax cheats beware. The IRS is coming for tens of thousands of high-wealth earners who haven't filed tax returns in the last seven years. It starts with non-compliance letters this week to more than 25,000 millionaires and 100,000 people who earn $400,000 a year and upward. The Treasury Department says they won't increase audit rates for anyone making under 400000 But there's funding from the Inflation Reduction Act to make sure delinquent millionaires pay their fair share. Earlier this year, the IRS announced it already collected roughly half a billion dollars in overdue taxes from millionaires who were delinquent. I'm Jackie Quinn. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. WTOP Traffic Center. Tracking the top trouble spots. The biggest backups. The major incidents. The slowest traffic. WTOP traffic every 10 minutes on the 8th and when it breaks. It's Friday, 1st of March. Welcome to a new month. Thanks for starting it with us. Time now on WTOP 125. Sports at 25 and 55 on WTOP. And once again, we check in with Mr. Rob Woodfork this morning. Well, the Wizards put up a valiant effort in Los Angeles, but they fall to the Lakers in overtime, 134-131. They finish 0 for February, only the 15th winless month in NBA history. Jordan Poole led the Wiz with a season-high 34 points, third most in franchise history on Leap Day. And Kyle Kuzma had 20-10 and 10 rebounds against his former team. Rui Hachimura in his first game against the Wizards had eight 